I'm thank, I thank God today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm, I'm torn today and going in two directions. I know it's Christmas time. Or it's coming up on Christmas time and the holidays. And we get through with Easter and then we go right into, into Christmas. But I feel to go in a different direction than, than what I had given you up there. So up as far as the scriptures go. And I'm going to go to Luke 18, 18 today. The Lord has been dealing with me on this scripture. I've wrestled with it, but I haven't really put anything together on it as far as writing out a, what we preachers do sometimes, write out a sermon. And, uh, but in my mind, a lot of times I'll, have things come up and maybe preach it, maybe not preach it. Um, I feel this very strong today. It's, it's one of those days, you know, it's a holiday. So, you know, there's people out. And, uh, but I was, I, I was instructed early on, don't tailor a message for an individual. <laughs> because chances are they won't show up that Sunday anyway. <laughs> and this is something we probably all need some of us more than others and uh, Luke chapter 18 and then I'm just going to take it from there we might well we got a baptism praise God we're going to rejoice in the Lord the angels rejoice when one sinner repents I, I don't think we should do any less amen Amen. Amen. Luke 18, 18 says, Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? I think that's a good question. How many want to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. Can the young people say amen to that? Amen. Honor your father and your mother. And he said, all these things have I kept from my youth. So he'd get in the big head, Johan. He thought, I got this in the bag. So when, G so when Jesus heard these things, well, he must have been going around and said, hey, I got this in the bag, you know. I'm doing pretty good. But Jesus heard these things. He said to him, you still lack what one thing everybody say one thing. one thing sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven everybody say treasure in heaven <laughs> and come follow me but when he heard this 
he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. I'm talking to some very rich people today. <laughs> Somebody's saying, are you looking at me or are you looking in the mirror? <laughs> we are from the poorest among us. Part of 2 to 3% of the richest people on earth. Believe it or not. How many had a good Thanksgiving? How many went hungry on Thanksgiving Day? We probably repenting over gluttony. I, I just wrote a title here, Discovering the Thing You Lack. One thing. You may be seated. I'm just going to talk to us today. One thing he told this rich young ruler. You just lack one thing. How many ever asked the Lord, Lord, what do I lack? It's hard to hear criticism. How many like to be criticized? It's not easy to hear it. But if you're ever going to discover your destiny, if you're ever going to reach your goal in life that God has called you to, you need to figure out what is that one thing. And it may just be one thing. It may be more than one thing. But for some of you, it's just one thing you lack. That is keeping you from your destiny. I, I feel like Joel Olstein when I say that word, but don't, don't take me. I do believe we've got a destiny. I do believe that not just corporately, but individually, God has a plan for each and every one of our lives. And I'm looking at some very wonderful people today. Uh, this young ruler, I'm sure was, if you saw him in the 21st century, he would probably be somebody clean cut, dressed up for church, respectful, and, and, and probably had it all, looked like he had it all together. You know, one of you ever see those type of people that just look like they've got it all together? Don't be fooled. And yet, Jesus tells him he lacks one thing. One thing. Just that one thing thing that's keeping you from where you want to go what you want to be what is it you know if you want to be a preacher you know they say amen <laughs> and I don't blame you but anyway Sometimes we see this and we think, oh, 
Don't let that fool you. But, but if you want to be a, a, a speaker, let's say. Now I'm going to assemble. You've got to be able to hear criticism. Tim, you remember being in Bible school and they'd have, um, oh, what did they call it? And they give all the students 10 minutes or, yeah, something about five or 10 minutes to preach. I, I forget what, they had a little title for it. But, but, and, and I remember my first year and I wasn't going to sign up for that thing because I didn't want to hear criticism. <laughs> and there's a guy by the name of Danny Aber. He was, he's a senior. The man is a soul winner. His first year, you remember him? His, his first year, when it, somebody, he got one to the Lord, come out of the army in Germany, and he got one, somebody won him to the Lord. In his first year, he won over 168 people to the Lord. And he just, everywhere he went, he'd get a Bible study. He just talk to people and he was one of these guys that could intimidate you I was playing in ping pong you know normally Bible school you I don't know if they still play in ping pong there but you can become a pretty good ping pong you may not become a good preacher but you can become a good ping pong player and I'm playing him ping pong and he wasn't that good and I could have taken him but his mouth I mean, what's the term they use today when they... Well, he trashed me, man. Is that the... I mean, he was trashing me good. And it was just intimidating me. And I'd miss that ball and he trashed me. And, and, and he beat me. He beat me. Though I think I was better than him because he just trashed me. It was all in fun. It was, it was in fun. And, uh, and I remember I wasn't going to preach. I wasn't going to preach. And uh, lo and behold, I see my name on there. He said, and he looked at me and said, you're going to preach. He says, and he got some of them other freshmen. He said, hey, freshmen, sign up. Everybody signed up. I needed that. You, I know some people think I maybe push people a little bit, especially the young people, you know, maybe get them up here to test. They need that push. I, I do that in love. I don't do that to embarrass or anything like that. I just know that some of us need to be pushed out of the boat. In fact, most of us need to be pushed out of the boat. Very few are willing to step out of the boat. And, and, and so I'll do that because I know they're capable. And, and if they just get that little taste of what it's like, they may just get a hunger for what God has for their life. Amen. And so he, he did, he, he signed me up and I signed, and I was nervous. I was nervous. And I remember getting behind that pulpit. But one thing I love, and we need to get, and we, I think we are this way, but we can even be more this way. When you preach to Bible college students, they back you up. You know why? Because they know they're next. And so you can go boo and everybody's shouting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you get up there. And I, gotta, and I, I remember talking about strengthening your stakes. 
where in Isaiah where he says, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Amen. God's, God's, God's I'm, I'm looking at my wife and I'm thinking of something, but God's going to enlarge our tent. So you better strengthen them stakes, get them down deep. And I liken that to getting the word deeper in us and strengthen our stakes because God's going to give us revival. And everybody was, ah, you know. And my wife's not a big shouter. If my wife, you see my wife start shouting up here, something's happening, folks. And, I mean, she praises the Lord, but she's not as demonstrative as I am. You know, opposite to track. I'm the one, you know, like that. And, uh, but this day, and, and, and uh, brother, uh, uh, the guy from Liberia, Dordis Doe, Dordis Doe. Anyways, he said, uh, he's a little African guy, you know, and from, from Liberia. And he was in the same dorm as me. He says, uh, Andy. I said, yeah, Brother Doe. He said, uh, did you see Vera? <laughs> you know, when you're up, you know, when you're up here preaching for the first time, you don't see nobody. In fact, I was probably preaching with my eyes closed. He said, oh, and we weren't dating at that time, but he said, oh, she was on her feet worshiping when you were preaching. I thought, well, it's time to make my move. Just a little history there, amen. <laughs> destiny, everybody. Say, everybody say destiny. destiny. Amen. But, but they backed you up and, and, and you preach. And, 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 and Brother Griffin, who was one of the instructors there, if you wanted, he would critique you. But you had to go to him. I never went to him. I, I, was, I was too scared. I of hearing that criticism, you know, I'm just happy I got through it. But I wish I would have now, I wish I would have gone back to him because what that criticism helps you do, if your pride can take it, it will make you a better speaker. Or, or whatever you're trying to do, it will show you what you lack so that you can become better. This is what Jesus, Jesus was not trying to discourage this young ruler, but he saw, man, you've got it down. You've got all the commandments down and you think you've got it. But young man, I really want you to reach your destiny. And I'm going to tell you the one thing that you lack. And we take it the wrong way. You don't like me. You're always criticizing me. And, I, and there's a way to criticize and there's a way not to criticize. Don't take me wrong. But, but uh, constructive criticism, I guess we can call it. And, and, and Jesus, if you asked him a question, he was going to tell you the truth. And, and, and so uh, Jesus tells the young man the truth, not to destroy him. Not to embarrass him, but so that he can reach his destiny, which would have been to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. What an honor. And he didn't even realize it. He lacked one 
thing the one thing and he was told what that one thing was and he walked away sorrowfully he walked away from the Lord Jesus Christ who gave him the opportunity of a lifetime something people were willing to die for and yet he walked away because he lacked one thing that he was unwilling to correct my God help us today I used to go hear a preacher in uh Brady Lake, Ohio. Big, it, it had the largest spiritualist camp in the world at one time. People used to go there and have seances and things like that. And this guy had started a church in that area. And I'd go hear him every once in a while, just a, a little church. And he, he let me preach a couple times. And, and um, I don't know how many people I ran off for him. But anyways, <laughs> he... he uh, he, 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 he was a good preacher, Brother Ward. A good preacher. His, the content of his message was good, except he lacked. And, and what I mean, he lacked the discipline to not use fillers. How many knows what fillers are? We use them, and they're okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know. And a certain amount are okay, but when people start chalking down how many times you've used it, you know, he's, he said amen a hundred times in his man, or a thousand times he's used praise the Lord, or, you know, just whatever, okay? And, and, and I've used fillers, and I've gotten in that trap. I, I just luckily have a wife that tells me the one thing I'm missing, and... <laughs> And some other people in the church, Brother Matson. <laughs> They're so, and I know they do it because they love me, right? You love me, right? That's why you do it, right? Okay. You're just not mad at me because of what I preached, right? But, but, but anyways, he would, he would say, amen. Every other word was amen. And consequently, it affected his message. He would go... You need to repent. Amen. And be baptized. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And, and, and it was just amen, 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 amen. But the content of his message was awesome. The man could have been a general conference speaker, if you please, if he wouldn't use amen. But I never, I was just a young man. I didn't have the guts to tell him, can you cut the amens out? He'd be a lot better. Because who's it to think that I am, you know? And, and I don't know if anybody had ever told him that if you would cut that out or cut it down, your message would be so much better. And we'd get out of here in half the time. He'd cut all the amens out. His message would be done. <laughs> I'll give you one more story. I, I'm, 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 I'm in a rut here. <laughs> I preached a message, uh, one of my first messages, on a Friday night to the youth. And I preached everything I knew. It wasn't a whole lot. But I preached for an hour. And this pr 
blessed sister. You know, I thought I thought I had enough material. I, thought, I was hoping I could go five minutes. Now I went an hour. And sometimes preachers are proud of that. <laughs> Preached for an hour, you know. Now, if you can hold their attention, that's one thing. And there's some preachers that can hold your attention for now. Not many, but there's some that can. And uh, and this dear saint, in fact, this dear saint supports this church, has supported this church with $50 a month since its inception. Amen. She still sends $50 a month. Her name is Sister Connie Wright. Don't know if you're watching, Sister Wright. But she loved me. And she told me this, Brother Ward. She says, Andy, and that's what they called me, Andy. Andy, that was a good message in the beginning. <laughs> if you just would have stopped 15 minutes earlier, it would have been powerful. I walked away sorrowfully, <laughs> like the rich young woman. And I didn't like to hear it, but it helped me. Can you say amen? It helped me. <clears throat> what is it that you lack? And we're getting ready to go into a new year when we make New Year's resolutions. And, and for some of you great people, you can be greater. We can be greater. We can do more if we find out what is that thing that I lack in my life. And it can be something simple or it can be something hard. I, d I don't know. I, when I took swimming lessons, I had this bad habit of going like this. You're a Navy man. I go, I didn't even know I was doing it. And, and they were pointing out, you go like this. I do. And when they pointed it out, I was conscious of it. I was able to correct it and become a better swimmer. Amen. Some of you young people, and that's why I wish they were, they were all here, but some of you, you young people, you know, there's great potential. I've seen young people that, that have great potential. Everybody say potential. And they've got a destiny ahead of them. But they can't get up in the morning and go to school. They lack one thing. That if they could overcome that one thing, they would reach their destiny. They would reach their goal. Their life would be so much more blessed. Amen. It may be as simple as not listening to mom and dad's advice. Stubbornness. You lack one thing. What's that? You're good. You're, you, you play good. You sing good. You preach good. You, but you're so stubborn. Or maybe you got a problem with anger. How many have ever seen somebody that's so good? Like, you know, but they've got a problem with anger. They lack that one thing that they can't control and it will keep them from reaching their goal. Lord, what is it I lack? Can somebody shout amen? Hallelujah. What is it you lack that's keeping you from where God wants you to be? And it's having to get rid of this ego that we have and say, yes, Lord, that's me. Help me, Lord. Amen. 
Come on, somebody. Let's give the Lord a hand praise. God wants you to reach your destiny. God wants you to reach what he's called you to do. But you got to be willing to listen to the voice of the Spirit when it's positive and when it seems negative. But even his negative is positive if you'll listen to him. Praise God. Amen. There's the filler. Amen. And, and some, some of the best help I've had and I'm not telling everybody to run up to me and start correcting me on everything, okay? <laughs> but it's, it's those times. I remember my driving teacher telling me, you probably won't pass your first driving test. Who, do you th who does he think he is? Made me mad. I know how to drive. I was mad. Because he's telling me he didn't think I would pass. He said, because when you press on that brake, you, you go like that, you know? <laughs> You know how you people go up to a stop sign, they just ease and stop. I, not me. I, I got to stop, didn't I? What else do you want? And I, well, you know what? I didn't pass my first driving test because I lacked one thing. I was stubborn. I didn't listen to the voice of my instructor. And when we think we know more, and we think we can do more, and I, and I know it all. Boy, how many regrets do a lot of us have? But I would like these, I'm trying to encourage some in this church to, to go to school and get your degree and, and, and push yourself and, 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 and go. And some of them I'm trying to get pilots so I can have a personal pilot. No, I'm just kidding. No, that's not why. They, might, they may think that, but I think they've got the ability. And I push them. And I would rather them in life, Brother Tony, look back and say, man, I wish I would have listened to Brother Corner. Amen. Then looking back and saying, man, why didn't they ever say anything to me? Why didn't they tell me what I, what, what I lacked? We don't like to hear it, but we need it. Everybody say, I need it. Amen. In, in uh, uh, Revelation chapter 3, everybody, turn there real quick. And time is, you're going to tell me, you know, Brother Corner, if you just would have cut that message down. But I think I'm on to something. Praise God. Re uh, Revelation chapter 3. There's seven churches in Asia Minor, and, and, and John is giving each church a word from the Lord. And the first church that he, that he writes to, or the church of uh, Ephesus, the church of Ephesus. I'm sorry, it's, I think it's chapter, chapter 2. Chapter 2, it says, To the angel of the church of Ephesus, these things uh, thing says who holds the seven stars in his right hand who walks in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. Who do you think that's talking about? Jesus, right? He says, I know your works, your labor, your patience. Isn't that good qualities? That you cannot bear those who are evil. Amen. What a church. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and they have found them liars. And, and you have persevered and have patience. I'm talking about some good qualities. And have labored for my namesake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. I have this against you. 
You lack something. There's something you're missing in your church. And it says you have, that you have left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence you have fallen, repent and do the first works, or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. But this, but, but he says, but this you have, that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And then he says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. They had patience. They had perseverance. They hated evil. They hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which from my study was they put the priesthood here. You had a clergy, laity, divide. Amen. That only certain people can get up on the platform. Amen. Only, only certain people have certain privileges around the church, you know. Amen. And God hates that Nicolaitan spirit. Can somebody say amen? We're all ministers of God. I said, we're all ministers of the Lord. Each of us has roles, but we're ministers of the Lord. I'm no more to be respected than somebody else. Except I know it talks about a, a double honor, those that are, are, are laboring. But, but we need to respect one another. Amen. Not look down on anybody. Can you say amen? And, and so they lacked that. They, 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 they did not lack that quality, but they left their first love. Jesus, you lack this one thing. And he says, and if you don't correct it, it's going to, it's going to affect your destiny as a church. I'm going to remove that lampstand from among you. Amen. And, and we don't want the Lord to remove the lampstand, do we? What is it, the one thing that maybe Life Tabernacle lacks that would push us over into revival? Man, I see people tell me, oh, I've got a ministry. And they can't even show up for prayer. Some of you got great things. Some people have great things that they can do for God, but they can't be on time. Oh, stepping on toes right now. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to do this for the Lord, but, but, but you don't even show up and don't even call. And it's not that you can't fulfill what you say God's called you to do. It's just you lack that consistency. You can't do it without consistency. Consistency's got to be a, a part of your life. Amen. You can't show up part-time and be there. You know, Joe Hahn, I'm going to pick on you a little bit, but you got to go to class. You got to drag that carcass out of that bed and you got to go to class. Now, I'm not talking about you might be sick every once in a while and, and all of that, especially when you're paying your own bills, you drag yourself out. It helps. Amen. But you've got to get, you've got to go to class. You've got to practice. You want to be, he says he wants to be the greatest drummer in Pentecost. Amen. That's a good goal, isn't it? And I think he's on his way. Hey, do I got a witness? But you've got to practice. You've got to practice. If you want to do it, you've got to be there. You've got to be consistent. You lack one thing. And sometimes you've got to take life by the throat. 
And life has a way of jerking you around. Amen. Even in your 50s, it's got a way of jerking you around. You know, now the kids are grown. Now the parents are kids. You know what I mean? But I'm going to, I'm reaching that goal too. But you've got things and circumstances in life and, and you've got every excuse. And people's going to say, I understand. I know what you mean. And we do. Amen. But I'm here to tell you, if you keep letting those circumstances jerk you around, you will never do anything for God. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to somebody. Don't let, you lack one thing. What? You got bitterness in your heart. It was, it was, it was Cain and Abel. And, and they were making an offering to the Lord. If you read it in Genesis there, and, and what's, wow, you know, you know, Abel's offering is accepted. But Cain's offering is rejected. Cain kicks his ball, says, I ain't playing this game anymore. And he just lacked one thing. And the Lord came to him and said, you know, Cain, why are you sorrowful? Well, you know, you would be too. Especially if it's your younger brother getting promoted and accepted and blessed. And here I am. Here I am. I brought my offering. Lord said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Says, Cain, says, if you do what's right, it'll be accepted. But sin is crouching at the door. And it desires to have you. And how many times have we let it grab us? And that spirit of jealousy came on Cain sin light at the door of him. But he says, if you do what is right, it will be accepted. you know what the difference was? Some people, the Bible doesn't say that was a sin offering. Check me on that if you want to. But the Bible doesn't say that was a sin offering. Because some people say, well, Abel brought blood and Cain did. It doesn't say it was a sin offering. It was an offering to the Lord. And it specifically says of Abel that he brought the firstlings. Everybody say firstlings. What's firstlings? That's the first fruits. That's the first baby lamb that was born in his flock. And he says, you know what? It'd be nice to set that aside and keep it for myself. And then the second one comes along, I'll offer it to God. But that way I'm protected in case something goes wrong. He, by faith, everybody say, by faith, he took that first lamb, not before the second lamb ever came along, before the second lamb was ever born, amen, he took that first lamb, and he offered it as an offering to the Lord, recognized, because God doesn't need our money, can you say amen? He doesn't need to be fed by us, can you say praise the Lord? Amen. But, but it's that way of saying, Lord, I'm dependent on you, and I'm thanking you, and recognizing where all blessings come from, and I'm giving it to you, I'm giving it back to you, who has given it to me, and that's what Abel did, and it was accepted unto the Lord. It was a sweet savor in his nostrils as an offering unto the Lord, but the Bible says that Cain only brought an offering. He 
doesn't say he brought the first fruits of his field or, or, or and they had fruit offerings. Amen. But it doesn't bring the, he brings maybe what's left over or maybe a surplus. He brings an offering, but he doesn't bring the first. He lacked one thing. Everybody say one thing. That's all some of you lacking is one thing. If you just push it over, if you just push yourself, come on, you lack that one thing, that one thing that if you start doing it, you'll see the blessing of God. You'll see things start to change in your life. Oh, come on, you're not getting what I'm saying. Hallelujah. You'll see it happen in your life. But you've got to get rid of pride. And pride says, I ain't doing it. Ain't nobody telling me what to do. I'm an American. Americans got that problem, don't we? But, but ain't nobody telling me how to live, how, what to do. And God wasn't trying to curse Cain. He wasn't trying to bring Cain down. He was trying to bless Cain by saying, Cain, if you'll do what's right, you're just lacking that one thing, Cain. And the Bible says Cain became very angry. He had an anger issue. And he had a jealousy issue. Jealousy sometimes is worse than murder. Or it leads to murder. Amen. The Bible says jealousy is as cruel as the grave. And he lacked that one thing, Brother T. And he let jealousy get in his heart. And then the next time his brother is making his offering, or he's, you know, and his except jealousy wells up. Hey, I ain't going to do nothing to bring this church revival. I ain't moving till I get an apology. <laughs> Cain said, I ain't changing. I ain't changing. I gave an offer. I ain't changing. Oh God, give me an attitude that help me change, Lord. What do I lack, Lord? And I know I lack more than one thing. Do I have a witness? And instead of making up that one thing, he kills his brother in jealousy. But he just lacked one thing. One thing. Is that my cue? <laughs> I'm thankful for it if it is. <laughs> Acts chapter 8. Samaritans. You read that chapter and they're, I mean, Philip goes down and preaches to them. Bible says they received joy. Devils were cast out. Acts chapter 8. They got baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were having revival. Aren't you glad for a church that's having revival? Come on, somebody. Well, half of you are. Amen. Don't rock the boat. Don't preach that yet, Brother Corner. You're rocking the boat. But they lacked one thing. 
Bible said none of them had received the Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Don't you tell me I ain't got the Holy Ghost. Almost got slapped for that one time by my grandma. <laughs> I didn't tell her that, but what I was saying implied that. About receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, I want you to notice something. They were healed in Acts chapter 8 in Samaria. They were baptized. They had great joy. How do you know they haven't received the Spirit? How did they know they lacked that one thing? I believe the Bible gives us a witness to what that is. The Bible says... They were filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. They knew it, for they heard them speak with other tongues and magnify God. Amen. Acts chapter 10 said when Peter was preaching these words, the Holy Ghost fell on the Gentiles, for they heard them speak with other tongues and magnify God. And so in Acts chapter 8, Philip understood, you lack one thing. You need the Holy Ghost. And there's some of you that need the Holy Ghost. And you know what? We love you enough to tell you. Because we want you to receive eternal life. And so he, he cared enough to call down Peter. John, they came and laid hands on them. And they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Because they lack that one thing. Will you stand with me? What are you lacking? Maybe it's the Holy Ghost. You say, how do I know when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? Well, the Bible says, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak unto this people. And this is the rest where he would cause the weary to rest. It's the evidence of the Holy Ghost coming in you. And he said, Samaria lacked it. They needed it. Sometimes it's two things they lack. Acts chapter 19, Paul ran into the disciples of John the Baptist. First thing he asks them, Brother, he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So I've never heard so much there be any Holy Ghost. Would you get your daughter ready? Never heard there be any Holy Ghost. And so that led him to a second clue. Then how were you baptized? Well, under John's baptism. Well, that's good, honey. Aren't you glad for everybody that's repented? But he said, you're lacking a couple things here. Because John said to believe on him, that should come after that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And they laid hands on them and they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. That's what they were lacking. There's a lot of good churches out there. 
Just some of them just lacking the Holy Ghost. Amen. But what is it in your life that you lack? And I think going into the new year, it's a good time to say, Lord, examine me. We don't like to hear it. I don't like to hear it any more than you like to hear it. But I understand that God loves me enough and God loved that rich young ruler enough to say, hey buddy, you're doing good, but you lack one thing. receive that first love in your life don't lack that one thing when you go up on judgment day before that great white throne I don't want to hear those words depart from me I never knew you God I don't want to lack that oh Jesus is there anybody here that says, God help me. I want to reach my destiny. I want to reach what you've called me to do in life. And Lord, maybe I've wasted a lot of years thus far, so far, God. But, but I know that you can help me, Lord. Hallelujah. That you can restore what the canker worm hath eaten, oh God. That you can make up the difference where I lack, oh God. Hallelujah. I need God. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. I think it's a good time just to come around this altar and just tell the Lord, God, I need you. Hallelujah. What is it keeping me, Lord? What's keeping me, Lord? What's keeping me, Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What's keeping me, God, in the pit of despair, oh God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh God. God, Oh God. Oh God. Lord, what is it I lack, Lord? What is it I lack, Lord? What is it this church lacks, oh God? What do we lack, oh God? Examine us, oh Lord. Do you examine the seven churches of Asia Minor, God? Examine us, oh God. Because we know your examination will give us remedies, will, will give us results, oh Lord, if we'll listen to you, Father. Forgive us for turning a deaf ear, Lord. Forgive my stubbornness, oh Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, forgive me for being trapped in tradition, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, there's people here with great potential. In the name of the Lord. Oh, that's it. Close your eyes. Let's close your eyes and talk to him. 
Examine us today, Lord. Examine us today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes. Fill me up until I open. Oh, yeah. 